0: Everywhere. Let's turn to Psalms 139 because it's written down in Scripture. Okay? King David talked about it. Okay? Psalm 139 starting at verse 7. Psalm 139 starting at verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I from your presence? Hold up. Where can I go? From your spirit, where can I flee from your presence? How many times have our, in our lives we've done some things and we try to run? Right? We try to run. We try to run for fear from the Lord, but our Father wants us to run to him. Because no matter where you go, he's there anyway. There's no getting away from our good, good Father. Amen? Amen. He's good. Let's keep going. Verse eight. If I ascend into the earth into heaven, you are there. If I make my hand in hell, behold, you are there. Keep going. Man, have you guys ever gone through things in life and you said, God, where are you? Where are you? The scripture says, if I'm in heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. But where are you right now? I'm here. I don't feel you. Right? That's faith. We have to have faith and say, Lord, I know what your word says. This is why we have to have the word in us, right? Study to show yourselves approved because it's not about what I can go out and preach and teach, but it's about what I live, right? And sometimes it's not just me living before somebody else. Sometimes it's me all alone. Amen. When I have to minister to myself, I have to trust in the word, believe in the word, and I go to God, and, and if all I can say is, God, where are you? I feel so alone. I feel like nobody sees me. I feel invisible. Where are you? Where are you? We all ask that, right? From time to time, we ask that. Thank God he gives us people that we can actually call, right? We are the body of Christ, and you are not alone. In this walk, it is not an easy walk. I don't know about you, but when I signed up, I thought it was going to be easy. When I became a minister in training, just licensed, not even ordained yet, I thought it was going to be easy. And pastor told me, "Mm -hmm. strap on and just enjoy the ride is gonna do what it does, right? Up, down, twists all around, right? There's a ride at Great America, that one that used to be probably the most famous, it was called the demon. And man, sometimes it feels like I'm on that ride, right? But it's part of the journey, that's the Christian walk. That's what Jesus went through. He went through some horrible things, but he humbled himself, right? Even he humbled himself to death, even the, to death at the point of the cross, right? To the cross, to the cross, one of the worst deaths you can die. Crucifixion. Those of you who are in the medical field know that is one of the worst that you can die. And he humbled himself, right? He humbled himself. Amen. So, so wherever Dave, David points it out here, wherever he is, he knows that the Lord is there. David went through some things, Right? A lot of people in the world may not know this, but as we, as we start to come to Bible study and we start to learn more and more about the people of God who walk, we realize, hold up. Wait a minute, I thought King David was like, I heard he was the man after God's own heart. He did what? <laughs> he what? He committed adultery, and he had his soldier, who was also his friend, killed. Man. But he repented, he repented. His heart was for God, he repented from a pure heart. He went after God's face, he didn't run from him. He wasn't hiding from him, he ran to Abba and said, forgive me, please, right? He begged God, he had a contrite heart, a broken spirit, right? And he ran back to our father, who the Bible says is quick to forgive. So if any of you got anything right now, run back to the Father. He's quick to forgive. Don't be ashamed. We've all done it. We've all been there, right? Jesus went through it all. Amen? So before that, let's read uh, uh, in the same Psalm 139, uh, starting at verse 1. Does someone read for me, please? Mm, Hold up. You have searched me and known me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't stand to look at myself. Right? I know the struggles that I have. I can't who do I pray for the most? Most of the time it's it's me. God help me. Right? And until I get the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the thoughts that I entertain are not my thoughts. I may have been thinking like this practically all my life, but they're not my thoughts. If they are not from God and from heaven, from my father, they are not my thoughts. I don't have to take ownership to a thought that the evil one is trying to implant and trying to get me to grasp on so I could become that ugly thing. Right? Have you guys ever seen the movie uh, Spider-Man? There was one of the Spider-Man where, where he became his suit was black. Right, and that thing took over him, and we watched his thoughts change, his hairstyle, he became worldly. We saw the world take over him, right? When he was in the light, he was red and blue, he was colorful, right? He was something different, he fought for good purposes, right? But those evil thoughts started to take over his mind, okay? And sometimes we got to fight to get out of that, so we got to fight Sometimes for ourselves, we ask, we're called to pray for one another. Most assuredly, I'm called to pray. If I, if I, if I can't do it for myself, i got to pray for you. God illuminates somebody, I need to pray for them, right? But sometimes i got to war from. I can't do my job if I'm not ready, right? If I'm not ready, I can't go out and war for someone else if I'm not ready, right? So i got to pray for me. I might not see the fruit yet, and you may not see the fruit yet of what I'm going through. But rest assured, it's coming. Amen. 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 All right. So it says, oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. And known me. Sometimes do you ever feel like you don't even know yourself? Like, man, just, oh, my God, these thoughts. Like Pastor says, sometimes you're in church, you're worshiping, and a thought comes in, you're in the middle of worship. I got my hands lifted high. I'm going in. And where did the heck? The, like Pastor says, I hope nobody saw that. <laughs> right? I hope nobody saw that. But the Lord knows me. And you know what? He knows me so well that he does not allow me to fall into the trick. He'll tell me, son, that's not your thought. Don't grab that. I didn't give that to you. I know you. I'm the one who wonderfully and fearfully made you, took my time intricately, made you and sold you when you were in your mother's womb. It was me, says the Lord. I know you. Before the foundations of the world, I know you. Amen. From the beginning to the end. And the good news is there is no end for those of us who are in Christ. Amen. Amen. Verse 2. Thou knowest my and my Thou understandest my and All right. So those of you who don't speak King (laughs) James-ish, the new King James reads, you know my sitting down and my rising up. You know when my, I'm sitting. And it doesn't always mean physically, right? Sometimes I'm just at rest, right? And you know my rising up. Sometimes we rise up, right? You could be sitting down, laying down, and and your spirit man rises up. He knows everything about us. You understand my thought, from afar off, afar off, he he knows us. He understands us. Verse three. Mm. Amen. Keep going. Amen. You comprehend my path and my line down. You are acquainted with all my ways. So so, so so God knows when I'm about to go, and he's like, uh, I told you to go that way. But he's already, it, it doesn't say that he, he doesn't just, just know it and understand. He is acquainted with that way already. He already knows everything, everything now that I have to go through and struggle to fight to get back over there. So guess what? He's going to make a way for me. He's going to part that sea. Of trouble to get me back on track that's how good he is he knows he knows the way right he knows it there is not a word on my tongue but behold O Lord you know it all together every word even when I mess up even when a word that is a word I would not say in church or in front of my pastor right cuz I hold him up here right but truth be told things come out of our mouth sometimes out of frustration right they come out out of anger disappointment hurt fear right it comes out and it's ugly right because we we may look at each other a certain way but sometimes man we we right we go in we let the world get to us right and and something comes out of us but see but but behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. There is not a word on my tongue that God does not already know. Amen. So my job is not to run from him because he already knows it. He already knows everything. So I might as well run back to him. He's not a dad, a father who gets tired. Like we might say, as humble of a parent as we may be, eventually we will say, I'm tired of having to, I'm tired of, he will never say that. He's not going to say that. Yes, thank you, Lord. He loves us so much and deeply. He will not say that. We'll say that. You know, we'll just tell the truth. We'll say that, right? But thank God that even he'll correct us as a parent and teach us to be a better parent. Because he'll tell us. Yeah, I know he tells me. I I didn't tell you that. I didn't say that to you. I waited for you. Right? He is patient and kind. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's. I think we're in verse uh, seven, six, five. Anyone? so he's protected us. He has hedged me behind and before. Ooh, this is good revelation right here. So, so, so hold on. So, so everything behind me, like we say, don't, don't, don't spend time living your life in the mirrors, right? In the rear view mirrors, looking back behind because he's already protected me, right? He is my rear guard, right? Uh, um, not all of you have lived the life I've lived, but when I'm walking down the You know, back in the day when I was walking down the street thinking I was all that, right? I constantly, I had to watch my back, right? Because there's someone out to get me, right? But God has a rear guard, right? He has a rear guard, okay? When things happened to me before where I should be dead, I'm not. Things may have happened to me, Right? That I should, the doctor told me, you should be dead. I'm not. All glory to God. Right? Because he had a plan and a purpose, just like for you. There are certain things that you may have gone through medically, even conditions you may be going through now. But God is your rear guard. You're not going anywhere. Amen? Amen? We got to stand on the word and be strong in our faith. You're not going anywhere. Things may have happened to you that we feel should not have happened to you. But if God allowed it, it was supposed to happen for whatever reason so that he could get glory from it so that you can go out and testify. This is what happened to me back here. But look at what God has done to me now. Not look at me now. Look at what God has done to me now. Amen. So he gets all the glory. Amen? Amen. All the credit. Amen. He deserves it all. Yes, he does. Amen. Amen. All right, where are we at? Six. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. I cannot attain it. What does that mean? I can't attain The knowledge we were just reading about, I can't attain that. So to me, that that goes with when Jesus, when they were saying, oh, they say this about you and they say that about you. But Jesus says, but what do you say about me? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of God. And he told him, you, you couldn't have known that, right? It was given to him, right? It was, it was given to him. So, so such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. I can't reach up to the heavens. I can't beg God enough. But God gives it to me by his spirit, at his will, at his time and timing. So with that said, we can't get frustrated with one another. There's, I, I talk to pastor a lot. Uh, especially when, I, when I'm going through things, he's always there for me. And sometimes I, I will, when I'm thinking is being humble, say, man, I'm sorry I keep coming, you know, I'm coming to you, right? But it, everything's in God's timing. And I thank God he's patient. He's patient. So that reminds me that someday I'm gonna have to do the same for other people. And I gotta be patient. Like I do with my kids, right? He calls me son. Spiritually, he's my dad, Right? So I got to be patient. He could easily say, son, how many times have we prayed for this? Well, he's laughing, right? Because he's probably had to do it with multiples of us, right? Those of us who've known him for years, right? <laughs> how many times he could easily say that? How many times do I got to tell you? But that is not in the scriptures. Jesus never said that. My heavenly father, his father, he never said that. He never said that to Jesus. He never said that to anybody. He just kept teaching, kept loving, right? 70 times seven in one day, the same thing. 490 times is a lot in one day, the same thing, right? Like we said earlier, I'm a parent, right? And I started all over again with my eight year old, my other ones are grown, (laughs) right? And sometimes I'm like, how many times And then I hear the Lord. How many times did I ever tell you that? Not a one. (laughs) Not a one. All right. Verse uh, seven. Okay, we went there already, right? We covered that. Where could I go from your spirit? So I have a question. I have a question. And it's for each of you to ponder. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? If the world was to ask you, are you a Christian, what would you say? Amen. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've met a lot who will say, well, you know, I don't like to use the word Christian. I tell people I'm a believer. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm a believer, too. I'm a Christian believer. Right. What do you believe in? right? And they bowed down, they cowered down to me. This is my opinion. To me, it's cowering down and, and because what I've been told is that, well, you know, because Christians have done so many things in life, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like they were embarrassed to say, well, I'm a Christian too because of what they did, right? So hold up. I'm a Raider fan, and when we're horrible, we're horrible, but I'm still a Raider fan, <laughs> right? It is what it is. I cannot cower down. What kind of fan would I be, right? So what kind of follower of Christ would I be if I, well, well, I'm a believer, right? No, I'm a Christian, right? And you could try to judge me by my walk, and you could point out all kinds of things. We could point out all, th- all kinds of things about each other all day, every day, and try to tear each, tear each other down. But what is a Christian what is a Christian to you what is what is being a Christian to you what you say a Christ, a Christ follower anyone else what is a Christian what is your definition by the life you live, by the life you live? It, yeah, okay it your you're a you live for you don't amen OK, you said an imitator of Christ. Amen. Because guess what? I can go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but not imitate Christ when I'm away from the church because I am the church. This is just the walls that we gather in. This is where we fellowship. One of the Christianese words, right? You see another brother and sister somewhere else. Say, hey, what do you fellowship at? Right. And it's the right term. What do you fellowship at? Because we are the body. Sister Priscilla, you had your hand. Yes. So we are in California. I'm a Californian, right? I was born and raised in California. I'm a Californian, right? I'm from here. This is where I live. I'm a Californian, right? I am born again in Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. I am a Christian, period. Don't be ashamed. Don't cower down because of what others may have done or not done as a Christian or even yourself. Hey, we all make mistakes. Get up and get back in the ring because it is a war. It is a war. We are called to war daily through love and humility through love and humility. Amen? Okay, so in my studies I ran across, most of us here look old enough in appearance to know who Gandhi is, right? Mahatma Gandhi, he was a very famous man, right? And he was known for peace, right? He had a different religion, but he was known for peace and welcomed by almost all religions because of who he was, what he exuberated out to the world. Right, He said, Gandhi once said, I like your Christ, I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. When I read that, that, man, that hit me, because I know, I'll admit, there's many times in my Christian life, my walk, once I became born again, I did not look like Christ. I once had someone tell me at a party that was going on at our house. I lived with four other men and there I was walking and my friend had told his cousin about me and she comes walking in and she says I said, Oh, you're so-and-so we meet, and she says, Uh, so you're a Christian? And I said, Yeah, and she looked at me and said, I wouldn't be able to tell, and kept walking. And I made my way to the garage where most of the people were. I stopped. I went straight to my room. And cried like a baby because she was right she just met me but I knew God was talking to me and she wasn't talking to my flesh because she just met me that was spirit to spirit because I wasn't walking right I'm grateful for that moment because it began to change amen it began to change so if, if someone like Gandhi says that, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians, they're so unlike your Christ. And we just defined what a Christian is, right? If we're to be like Christ, in fact, we are the body of Christ. Amen? So if we're the body of Christ, what are we doing? What are we doing that represents that statement or someone that would say, I see Jesus in you. I wanna know your God. What is it that we're doing? What are we showing? Are you okay, sister? Okay, amen. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's turn to Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter two. Philippians chapter two verse three. Keep going. amen so let nothing some things a few things things you're really good at right no let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself let each of you look out only for his uh, not only for his own interests but also for the interests of others we should put other people first and let's tell the truth christians we don't do that we don't always do that we put ourselves first and and we leave leftovers for others right well i i gotta get this i gotta take care of mines first and then they could have that but that's not what the bible says that's why statements like that from gandhi come out and says that right like i like your christ I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ, right? We got to esteem each other first, lift each other up more highly than ourselves, right? And for some of us, that may be harder than others because I don't know about you, but I was extremely prideful when I was in the world. I didn't realize it. I thought I, because I was just like everybody else. I, I I didn't know I was so prideful, but I thought, in fact, I thought I knew I was all that and a bag of chips with a pepsi on ice right because i was told that by people of the world and so i believed it and so i tried to live it and that's how the enemy was trying to destroy steal everything from me kill me everything right the world system we got to get out of that system amen we got to get out of the system of the world let's uh Let me read verse 8. It says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. We we talked about that earlier. He became obedient. We're talking about the Son of God, right? And we've heard that preached many times, and we know this verse, right? But sometimes we got to, like, really grab on to that. He had legions of angels he could have called upon at any moment, and they would have came and took him up, but he didn't. He laid down his life willingly, and we think, well, he's the son of God, but we forget he was in this flesh, and what they did to him hurt in every type of way, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Man, you tell me something about myself, that hurts, and I'm ready to fight you for it. And guess what? You ain't going to win. Right? And you're going to feel some pain, right? All because of words, right? But we're called to be higher than that. He was the perfect example. He laid down his life. So hold on. So if Jesus is the head and we are the body, and what did he allow his body to get done to it? Hmm? Anybody? But Even before he got crucified, man, he was beat flesh torn off flesh ripped off of him he wasn't just whipped he was whipped with the cat of nine tails those tails were spikes ripped his flesh off right that's why every now and then I have to watch the passion of the Christ to remind me and and Mel Gibson and I know I've talked about this before, so I'm repeating myself but Mel Gibson was was under vicious scrutiny and mostly from the church right about what he showed. How could he show that? He's like, What are you talking? Did you not read the text? <laughs> it was worse than what I showed. And I'll about know about you, but I, I I cringed, especially the first time I watched it. I wanted to jump in and fight for my savior, for my king. Right? But I couldn't. In fact, there was one who did and he rebuked him. The pastor talked about that, right? Peter. Peter, Peter wanted. He wanted. He no, right? And cut someone's ear off, right? He rebuked him for that because it had to be done. He laid down his body. So if hold, so hold, So if we're Christians, who, who's his body again? Who, who we are? We're the body. So expect it. Don't get mad, right? I've heard pastors say this too many times. Why not you? why not you? I didn't understand that before. But why not you? You're a part of the body. You're going to get scourged. Anything for Christ, right? We say that until it actually hits us. Right? We say that and I mean until it really hits us. Right? We say that. So, but we can do it through the strength of Christ, right? We know what he did it for. Verse I'm going to skip to verse 16. Okay? Verse 16, can someone please read that? Right, holding fast the word of life. So Paul is talking to the church of Philippi, right? Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. He's talking about them and what they do, right? So that's like pastor talking to us, right? He's poured it all in, gave it to us all, and he knows that he's not running in vain, right? Because the Spirit of God has us. Amen? So we're going we're to close out really quick. Um, I'm going to go one last verse real quick. 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. beginning at verse 15. So my question to you, again, I, uh, the title was Walking in Humility, Are You a Christian? Then we talked about what it looks like to, 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 to be a Christian, right? And, and then we're, we're, we're given instructions, okay? And in, in 1 John 2.15, it says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. This is check time. The love of the Father is not in him if anyone loves the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. We hear the word lust and right away our minds, cause they're feeble, they're small, they're tiny, right? In the, in the capacity that we use it in, right? We think sexually. And that's not what he's talking, that's a, a small piece. It's not about that. The lust is man, I gotta have that, I want that, I need that, you don't need nothing, right? Jesus sent his disciples out and told them to take nothing, not even a bag, not even a walking stick, And go okay just go just go and do so I want to end with this Um, we know that Jesus is the ultimate example of humility right and I just want to remind us tonight that we're his body right we are his body and we're really called to be a Christian it doesn't matter to me what anyone else has done or not done Right? I even hear it on, on, on songs, especially Christian rap songs. I love Christian rap. but you know they t- they, a, lot of, a lot of those rappers, man, they hit hard and home and they tell the truth, right? about what things have done in the past by Christians. but that shouldn't make me or you ashamed to be a Christian. I am a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. I am from Christ. I'm a Californian, I'm from California. I'm a Havinian. I'm from heaven. So are you. Amen. Jesus is the Christ, and he lives and dwells in you and works through you. So we're to lay down our life daily, daily, sometimes hundreds of times daily, right? Hundreds of times because people can get on our nerves. Even our own selves, we can get on our nerves, all right? (laughs) So last thing, and we're done. Something very important. Jesus, we know Jesus is returning, right? And oftentimes in our, we, we feel like Jesus is returning to save us from this world. Jesus isn't returning to save us. He already saved you. Jesus is coming to take you to the wedding. He's coming to pick up his bride. Hallelujah. He is coming to pick up the bride, and we are the bride. He's not coming to save me. He's not coming to save you. You're already saved. Amen. He's coming to pick us up to go to the wedding. Amen. 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 Everyone be encouraged. Be bold, but humble. Walk in humility. Exalt other people before you. Lift them up. Encourage them. Even if you got to look silly doing it. Amen. 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 So does anyone have any questions or concerns?